Hey, on this episode of Rogue Creators, we have Startup Junkie in the house. We do. They just hit 100,000 downloads, and we want to talk to them about their success and how they've done it. Yes, absolutely. So you can duplicate that. So make sure you jump into this episode. Let's get it. Yeah. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome back to Rogue Creators, presented by Go RogueX. My name is Brian Fitton. And I'm Lauren Lewis. And this is the podcast dedicated to marketers and creators who are wanting to serve first and stand out from the crowd. Make sure that you subscribe every single week, YouTube, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, to get all of the tools and resources you need to be the go-to name in your industry. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rogue Creators. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm here with my co-host, Lauren Lewis. Hey. Hey. And we also have in the studio, we haven't had this in a long time. Yes. <laughs> this is really exciting stuff. We have Jeff Amrine and uh, Caleb Talley from Startup Junkie. How are you guys doing? Doing well. I forgot yeah. to ask which side was going to get my good side. Good side. Yeah. Is this your good side, I think Caleb? That, I think that's I, so. I've always enjoyed your hair. You always have like good hair, Oh, man. yeah. I need to get in this that's side. A- <laughs> <laughs> um, Startup Junkie, and specifically Startup Junkie's podcast, you guys just hit 100,000 downloads. That's huge. Pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. A hundred countries too. Yes. It's really expensive yes. to bribe a hundred thousand people to <laughs> download. We've got, and we've got one one listener in a hundred countries yeah. that listen to the podcast that's, a thousand mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Hey, that's all you need, right? The thousand raving true fans, or you just need one. Yeah, that makes sense. No, that's awesome, guys. So awesome. we are uh, obviously uh, we've partnered with you guys too, and and so it's been great to see your journey kind of getting here, and even um, honestly from our my my experience getting into the start world, working with you guys as well to kind of see the the podcast from where it started and where it is now. It's uh, really cool stuff. But we're going to jump into that in just a minute. They're going to tell you all the secrets, everything that they've done, <laughs> so you can duplicate that. Um, but before that, we'd like to start off with something fun. What is that, Lauren? We do. We like to start each podcast off with what are you obsessed with this week? So starting with our guest, what are you guys obsessed with? You're going to put me on the spot? I'm going to put you on the spot. So now, so, now that, so now that we're out of bracketology, because yeah. we, we made it to the, the Hogs made it to the Elite Eight, I read a really cool book written by an MD and a physicist called The Grand Biocentric Design. And it talks Goodness. about how consciousness is what creates everything else, including the rest of the universe. Mm-hmm. And he explains it in quantum mechanics and in traditional physics. And so it may wow. be all BS, but there were enough <laughs> equations in there that yeah. was really captivating book. Made you think about the meaning of consciousness and yeah. how we're all interconnected. So Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that was cool. I was pretty obsessed with that. Do you reference the Matrix at all? You know, there was there was lots of ones and zeros <laughs> that were streaming yeah. down the page. But but aside from that, no, no, yeah. no reference to the matrix. That's interesting. What was it called again? It's called the the grand uh biocentric design. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's very interesting. We'll reference that in the show notes. We'll yeah. find that. That's awesome. All right, Caleb, what well, about Jeff's you? Jeff's up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he set the bar pretty yeah. high, yeah. I'm excited for baseball. So it's <laughs> opening day of Major League Baseball. It is. Hence, uh, I've got, um, you, you know. You did mention that. I was like, this is time of our recording. You're like, great, the Blaves, Braves play it too. So exactly. that, that works yeah. right in there. We got some time. So. We got some time. We <laughs> dropped down 49 with like my phone. On the desk. Just kidding. Don't just, do that, kids. Just kidding. Just do kidding. not endorse yeah. that. We'll put our disclaimer at the end of the episode. Make sure. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, you're a big baseball fan too. 
That's sad. unfortunately. <laughs> I had somebody I had somebody tell me this morning um, that they uh, admired people that had a passion for watching baseball, but they didn't have it. And I told them that my passion for baseball is always ended in grief, yeah. <laughs> whether it's a you know dropped. Pop fly, yeah. or watched oh, infield the fly game, roll, or oh. you know, uh, up three one series. No, yeah. How'd you end up a Braves fan rather than a Cardinals fan? Um, well, true, all yeah. of my friends growing up were all Cardinals fans, just by virtue of being Geography, from East Arkansas, right. and you know, uh, St. Louis is a three and a half hour right drive. Um, but uh, TBS Superstation. Uh, thank you, Ted Turner. There you go. Uh, yeah. Owned the Braves and owned TBS, and so they broadcast. Um, Braves games every night. And so when I was playing little league baseball, uh, my dad was always our little league coach. Um, and I mean, he didn't have much experience outside of little league baseball himself. <laughs> and so he'd say, watch them do what they do. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, it's good coaching, yeah, right exactly. There. And they were good back when I was a kid. And, yeah. Um, weren't so much a few years after that, but, um, I tell everybody I'm the biggest Braves fan this side of the Mississippi River. So. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I've always wondered how that happened because it was always TBS. You always mm-hmm. saw the Braves. And I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I'm just in this side of the country, maybe. Mm-hmm. But apparently that's just well, nationwide. I, had, I, had, uh, I knew people, too, that were you know, diehard Cubs fans. And it was WGN Superstation yeah. because yep. they played Cubs all the time. So yep. that is yep. true. Interesting. All right, Lauren, what about you? What are you obsessed with? Baseball? No, <laughs> I, all the terms that Caleb just rattled off. I'm like, no sure. idea. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, a podcast actually, which Whoa. actually it's interesting to be a co-host in a podcast and not like podcasts. She doesn't listen to podcasts at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've chosen a great career, um, <laughs> but, um, it's out called the place we find ourselves. Um, it's by, a, a therapist who's kind of just going into a lot of more like the neurological reasons as why we react the way that we do. And so I have a passion for interpersonal communication. So it's kind of interesting when you like learn, not just like, woe is me. Like, this is why I am the way that I am, but more like the understanding of like, I was actually biologically wired this particular way to react to these particular situations. And that's why people, it gives you like a good sense of empathy. And so anyways, Abigail Boone kind of led me on to this one. So yeah, it's been interesting and it's like, it's a lot to think about. So I think I've really enjoyed that podcast. And he's also like, he has like no intro, nothing like no commercials. It's just like straight in. Like today we're talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) No BS. We're just rolling in. Okay, let's get to it, man. So So if somebody complains about something, I do just say I was born this way. (laughs) That's That's the way it is. Sorry. So again, Jeff, the bar is up here. Lauren's up there. Caleb, you and I, Yes. We're holding down. We're holding yeah. down here. So mine is a Pixar documentary. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I actually watched it last night. It was interesting to see when Steve Jobs came in and invested in Pixar. It was more of like <laughs> the startup side of Pixar, which was fantastic. So you guys actually probably enjoy it. Um, I didn't know the full story. I, I just always knew that he invested, and I was like, "That's cool." But they actually focused more on the other, like the the artist that was involved, and I. And I'm not even going to remember any names, but <laughs> just the two guys that basically had really pushed computer animation. And it was really cool to see them kind of pioneering mm-hmm. this whole world that people were kept saying, it's never going to work. Computer animation is not a thing. You know, it's going to take all these jobs away from artists. Like they were pushing back so hard. And, uh, but it was very interesting, uh, very interesting stuff. I'm a, I'm a Steve Jobs fan just in general to see he's just wacky, crazy, you know, Guy that I, again, I don't know what it's like to work for him. <laughs> Probably a completely different different experience. But always, always love the uh, the tech boom. You know, obviously the '90s kind of coming up. 
into the 2000s. So, Jeff, you don't know anything about that, I'm not, sure. Not anything. <laughs> I, I didn't drop acid like he did. Yeah, I think that's, a, that's why he might have had a few more it's billions just a micro than dose. Micro it's just a microdose. Yeah. You that's can still all. drive and watch baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we do not endorse that at all. just not sure what road you're on. Yeah. <laughs> but you, but you can smell south. the pavement. So. <laughs> you can smell the pavement. Colors taste amazing at that moment. So, um, All right. So hard shift, though, into this episode because we are, uh, uh, well, first off, too, we'll, we can just say that the, the sponsored by Creating Startup Junkies book. We'll just rep your book here. It's a fantastic. It's a fantastic book. Not yet yeah. award-winning. Almost <laughs> Amazon bestseller. Almost. And it's going to get there. Hey, after this episode, when the thousands and thousands of people hear this, they're going to go out and, and get this. I so they so. can get the uh, the Kindle, Kindle version. version. Yeah. And what? also, can they get a paperback? They can get a mm-hmm. paperback version. Nice. Nice. So, Absolutely. Jeff, talk to us just a little bit about this, too, because you guys really we're able to kind of use the podcast platform to really talk about the book a little we, bit and kind did. of get some, some we, intro to we that. Did. Super, super helpful. So uh, it was sort of the brainchild of, of Jeff Sandrich, who's my business yeah, partner yeah. who runs the conductor. And he said, you know, there's a story here that at the time there'd been a 10 or 11 year history. And he's like, we need to document this in a book. There's some stuff that, that we've done in an unexpected place in a flyover region that would be useful to others. So yeah. that started us down a path of doing some research and looking into what other people were doing around the country and kind of building the basis for the book and then adding in our own spin on what had happened locally. And yeah. so it's a little bit of inspiration and it's a, a good deal of toolkit. Yeah. You know, here, here's the way to attack it if you want to build something special in your own backyard. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's a great book. Make sure you guys go check that. I will re- reference it in the show notes as well. But starting back at the beginning of Startup Junkies, yeah. right? Tell us a little bit about your journey to uh, to get to this point. And then, then we can kind of jump into the podcast as an idea. Let me start with Abraham. Abraham. Just, <laughs> we'll go back to Genesis. Here. Skip, we'll just skip, the who, <laughs> skip the who got section of Genesis. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, uh, so so I was a startup junkie, right? I mean, I, I by affliction, I guess, had at the time been through seven startups, wow. actually eight wow. prior to yeah. prior to startup junkies days, and and then the, the the business came together because I was one of the few people in the state in two thousand seven that had actually operated scalable ventures, not just here but in other places in the country, and I got pulled into the Innovate Arkansas program mm-hmm. as a mentor. And Startup Junkie was actually a completely accidental business. I thought I graduated. You know, it's kind of, sometimes I say it's like that Michael Corleone scene in The Godfather where it's like, (laughs) I keep trying to get away. I keep trying to go legit and they keep pulling me back. (laughs) So, so you know, one thing led to another over a period of time and it moved from being an advisory service that was essentially a side hustle for Mm -hmm. me to um, an enterprise that's got 25 people and multiple brands. But one thing led to another because there was a need in the market for the mentoring, counseling, training, the kind of startup support stuff that we do. Yeah, yeah. And and now, you know, we probably touch 1,200 entrepreneurs a year through one-on-one counseling. In normal times, we put on 250 events and all that stuff, thanks to the hard work of Caleb and the whole crew, is now virtual. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, we're an entrepreneurial support organization that helps innovators and entrepreneurs realize their dreams. And sometimes we crush some dreams to save them some time and effort to say, you know, we're not saying your idea sucks, but go see what customers think. And if they say it sucks, then maybe you're not on the right track. (laughs) (laughs) No. And I, from my own personal experience, I mean, I don't think go rogue would be a thing without you guys, honestly, Mm. because the, the support that I received in, 
knowledge and training. And the many times you guys sat down with me and said, Hey, I mean, you were honest with me. Hey, this is a great idea. This is not probably so great. You should probably go. And then you connected me with people. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, you need to go over here, talk to this person, this person. And it built out this whole ecosystem um, because originally this idea came out of a podcast that myself and Eric Henson, uh, mm-hmm. owner of Explainify, did. And, and you guys actually were the first to sponsor our podcast and invest in us. And so it was, it, again, you, you guys kind of have a special place with me and, and even in this company mm-hmm. um, of the plan works. Like it works. Mm-hmm. What you guys do works and it matters. And so it is a big appreciation. And for we that, saved so. you from a lifelong uh, career and Large enterprise is a mindless autonomic cog <laughs> of the man, right? Now you're you not doing did. your own thing, right? You did uh, that that leap. I, but here, <laughs> but let's talk about it for real. It took me. It was 2014, 2015 that I started this kind mm-hmm. of. What would it look like to run my own business? That type of thing. That was you know six years ago, seven years ago, and so it is in that moment like. That is a big deal. It takes time. Well, and you, it, did, you, did, you, you, jump you actually did it right. You yeah. actually did. I mean, one of the things we, in all seriousness, we talk about a lot is figure out how to do it as a side hustle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. You're, you're keeping that security until you're really 100% sure this is going to work. Yeah. And then you can jump out and go full time. Yeah. So you did it exactly right. Really. Well, and that's what, I mean, even finding the right people, plugging into the community, that has been a, a huge support. So I'm sure that that has probably something to do with the podcast as well like the success of that, of being able to kind of build that out ahead of time. But so let's talk a little bit about that. Sorry, Lauren, I'm taking all the yep, you questions did. here. <laughs> I'll just stand here and nod. I'll just drink my beer. Right. <laughs> Cheers. So ask, ask the question in a, in a better way there, Lauren. So, Oh, well, tell us about the foundation of the Startup Junkies podcast. How did that come to be? And what is that doing now? It's like that was way better. most every other thing that we did, It there was... Bourbon, beer, and bad habits yeah. associated with the inception. <laughs> yes. But but it really how it started, to give credit where credit's due, is John Kedju, who is who runs NWA Workplaces and at the time had 455 Media, said, hey, he's, like, he's a cool guy and somebody that I hung out with a little bit. And he said, yeah, I do this podcast. It might be fun. And I'm thinking we could do one called Startup Junkies. And it's like, I'm really tired of talking to construction guys that build cabinets. And maybe we could talk <laughs> to some different interesting people. And I was like... Okay, let's do it. And we, the first one we got together and it's like, we covered lean canvas and customer discovery mm-hmm. and it was just the two of us. And we said, well, maybe we ought to bring guests on, you know, <laughs> novel idea. Maybe yeah. we ought to bring guests on. But it really started as an excuse to drink beer on a Friday afternoon and talk to interesting people. No script, mm-hmm. no, no real direction for it other than just having good conversations. Mm-hmm. And it stayed that way for quite a while. We experimented with having live audiences and with having it on YouTube. And like most things, we kind of rednecked our way into it. We had no <laughs> idea what we're doing. It's like, oh, we need equipment for this? Okay. What kind of equipment do we need? So yeah. so that's how it started. But then it became kind of a regular component of what we did. And when, truthfully, and I'm going to let Caleb pick it up here, when he came in, he professionalized the whole thing mm-hmm. in terms of getting it pushed out and making sure that we were consistent in the way we did it and take it from there. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say when I started at Startup Junkie, I didn't really want anything to do with the podcast because I hate, I hate being on camera. Time. I hate being, you know, I hate, you know, face for radio, but I you know, strong you're here. You're, you're strong, strongly encouraged. Yeah. So just like, you know, Jeff's like, y'all want to come to the podcast? Come on, like, I'm going to stay over here. And I'll watch. And me and Phil watching from the, uh, the yeah. corner. Um, but what really kind of um, 
inspired me to, I guess, jump with both feet into it was um, at the start of the pandemic, uh, we had a gap there for a while because we were doing these all in person mm-hmm. entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had that gap. And um, once the pandemic started, everything shut down. Our whole list of events. I mean, we, we yeah. have a list of events um, running at any given time. Uh, you know, just put a big X through all of those. And it was kind of like through, you know, halfway through March, early April. What are we going to do? Uh, what kind of events are we yeah. going to do? What, and, uh, you know, we had only done this in person. Um, Which, speaking of, Friday the 13th was the day that we recorded with you guys. Really? Yeah. I still March, remember yeah. that. I flew back awesome. from Denver. We did that podcast recording. Friday, like, March 13th? March yeah. 13th. Yeah. And that was when the stuff had... Pretty much hit that the fan. Day. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We were the all world was closing. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because we were like, what's going to happen? We're like, we don't know. That was the last in person one we did, I think. Was right? with yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, here we are. <laughs> us, so <that's- laughs> yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, yeah. I didn't mean to- but, uh, you know, we kind of decided, okay, let's give the Zoom platform a shot as mm-hmm. far as um, recording the podcast. And um, that kind of opened up a whole new. You know, it opened it up uh, for us to where we weren't, you know, just having local um, entrepreneur guests on give us an opportunity to kind of expand out, invite people that we otherwise would not have been able to invite on. Um, and then even, you know, international guests, you know, nationwide mm-hmm. guests yeah. and just kind of give us an opportunity to continue connecting with entrepreneurs like we would have, uh, you know, through in-person events uh, in more of a virtual world, we could still have those stories, share uh, anecdotes and those kinds of things and inspiration. Um, but we could do it virtually and reach yeah. a broader audience. And, uh, you know, as an excuse to drink beer on a Friday afternoon, we started getting guests from, uh, you know, Ireland or the UK or whatever. No, and it's Norman it's, Crawley. Yeah. That was an awesome he one. He actually asked permission to cuss. He's <laughs> like, is it okay? Yeah. Like, let it fly. It's like, you're, you're yeah. I don't know. Do you drink Guinness or Jameson? <laughs> yes, it's okay. He's an awesome guy. That guy was yeah. great. Uh, yeah. And, but after, uh, you know, with some of those, uh, international guests, it's like, oh, you know, we drink beer on the podcasts. It's, not in a clog. <laughs> 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 that day drink is kicked in pretty early. That's, that's part of it. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a breakfast beer. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a thick, you know, stout, bacon good. flavored, which I think <laughs> really makes a bacon yeah, flavored yeah. beer. So, uh, but yeah, that was, um, and after we did that, it was kind of, um, I started to see some more of the impact um, that, you know, Jeff and everybody else, I'm sure, mm-hmm. saw early mm-hmm. on from the podcast. I kind of saw some of that firsthand and kind of, uh, I don't know. You feel a little more ownership over it, and get you makes you a little more excited to participate. In yeah. And once you see the kind of the impact and the reach, and then you see, oh, we just went from seventy to one hundred and one countries. Pretty cool. I wonder if anybody's got a place I can crash. Traveling the world, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know. I'm a celebrity now. They, they should let me in. So we know we know Caleb's motivations here by reaching all those countries. That's a, but I I think that that's good though because again expanding outside of just Northwest Arkansas, you're able to tap into even your guests audience as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Like, you know, having them share out that, that content exactly. or whatever it is, and then share out the episode, I'm sure probably contributed to oh, absolutely. expanding I that think reach. Too, like, you know, just kind of linking arms with folks that already had that following, um, outside of our usual, um, network, our sphere mm-hmm. there in Northwest Arkansas and kind of creating a Venn diagram of these audiences, um, across the country and even the world. Yeah. And yeah. We, we've been lucky to, and you all have obviously helped promote the fire out of this thing as well. It's been very essential to increase the downloads, but we've been amazingly lucky to get people on that are nationally known. Like 
Dave Meltzer would be a good mm-hmm. example of it. Uh, uh, Sarah Fry, who mm-hmm. runs a billion-dollar farming operation. And Steve these Case was Steve, Steve Case, was yeah. yeah, you know, and yeah. there's that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. billionaire who did AOL and rise to the rest. And, but but it's been pretty ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know, for the the kind of folks that have wanted to come on that we've had great conversations with. Yeah, and that's I think what we've talked about too is the you have a podcast that people are reaching out, they want mm-hmm. to be, you know, they want to get in front of your audience too. Like that's got to be a huge compliment. For you guys, right? Um, that's that's a pretty cool thing to not just be like, hey, I'm just trying to find somebody to listen to this. It's like, no, no, no. We have people that want to be involved yeah. in what we're doing. Like a, li- a year ago, it's like, crap, we need to line up yeah. have some guests so that we have a bank. And we, you know, it's like, oh, crap, we got to record a podcast yeah. so we have one next week versus, you know, like now we have a list of people that are trying to get on. Um, not all of them are winners, but um, <laughs> you know, the fact that they want to be on is definitely yeah, a compliment. It is. And, well, it helps. and it's a great introduction to the brand that you guys already have yeah. of mm-hmm. like, even if somebody's not a great guest, it's like, hey, check out these other resources. Yeah. Here's some other options for you as well. Like you guys have done that that well too, so. Yeah. So our audience, um, we have a lot of like marketing directors, small business owners, and a lot of them are interested in starting a podcast. So what would be some of your tips of like steps that they could take to get a bigger podcast? Because I know for a lot of them, they're like, well, I'm getting 15 downloads mm-hmm. an episode. That's not really getting their audience. I'm definitely letting him answer that. <laughs> I'm just the on-air talent. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really know how to do anything. I'm like, I'm a trailer. So. I drink my beer. <laughs> Show up, hand me a beer, put me in front of a microphone. He's on-air exactly. talent. We send him the invoice for the keg at the <laughs> office. I pay for the beer and I show up and say some crazy <laughs> stuff. That's about it. Um, well, step one, partner with Go Rogue X. Hey, um, we're not, that's sweet. I'm well, not I mean, we're really into that. that's a question, but it's fine. That's definitely a big help. I will say that's been a huge huge piece of that. Uh, That's been a huge piece. Uh, You know, given that is, has always been kind of an ancillary thing. um, The uh, intentionality uh, that you are able to put into helping us market that mm-hmm. is definitely taken to the next level for sure. And I can say, and again, like I said, they're not paying me to say this. <laughs> um, I could see, I can go and show you our week and y'all have access to this. You can like, see the <laughs> weekly downloads and that they've increased, uh, you know, a hundred percent, you know, from when we started to now. And so that's, that's obvious. And then to going back to just, uh, you know, linking arms with folks with uh, who are like-minded, but also have a network of um, audience and people mm-hmm. are following. Uh, you know, that's why we reached out to guys like the David Meltzer, who has, you know, the number one sports podcast, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's not necessarily, doesn't necessarily have the same audience, but there are, there are, there's going to be a significant overlap there of people who enjoy sports and also enjoy entrepreneurship. So yeah. looking yeah. for people like that to where you can build some overlap and kind of borrow some of their listeners and convert them. Yeah. Um, I would say for you guys too, not even just the, <clears throat> the high ranking guests that you've had on, but like companies like Livson mm-hmm. has yeah. done oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. a huge success story and even probably one of the more downloaded episodes yeah, that we've seen from you guys. I well, think it holds the record probably. Yeah, it does. And, and you know, that's why we talk about it. When I talk about it now, I say we've had people on that are internationally known and we have people on that will be internationally mm-hmm. known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Livson is a good here. example. Yeah. And a good I'm wearing example my of that. Flex Canvas pants right now. <laughs> 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 I 
haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Nice. Looking good. Nice. nice. It's just a big day for You're you, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they were, are they two time on the podcast? Or Andrew, two yeah, times on there? They were um, on before I started Starb Junkie, so like 2018. And back when back when Michael Eisman was the adult yeah. leadership on, yeah. on it. He's the one that kept me out of the ditches. <laughs> and then uh, recently, mm-hmm. um, right at, we um, had them on right as they're about to launch their second uh, Kickstarter, yeah. which broke so the record crazy. for Arkansas. Over half a million dollars. Yeah. 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 So the, awesome. The largest, was, the largest Arkansas-based Kickstarter campaign before that was anywhere from three to 400,000. Um, and it had been years before yeah. and they crushed it. Like, yeah. Wasn't their goal like 10,000 or something crazy yeah. small? You know, yeah. don't play golf with the guy either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he sandbagged that, but there's a strategy to all that. Yeah. And he, he has really become an expert on how to do that well mm-hmm. for pre pre-sales and to promote the fire out of what he's yeah. doing. And yeah. just yeah. to plug about another Startup Junkie event, um, Andrew's actually going to lead lead a uh, webinar on Kickstarter campaigns for us oh, wow. later oh, this that's month. Super cool. So, yeah. if anybody's interested in learning <laughs> yeah. about how to uh, win on Kickstarter, he's going to it's going to be he's great. Got Arkansas's Kickstarter ninja. So, yes, yeah. yeah. startupjunkie.org. There you go. Yeah. Well, and uh, we always reference, always send people back to that episode too uh-huh. because it was a great episode. But as well as like the content that you guys are getting out of your guests is good. You kind of know. You say, "Hey, well, there's not really any structure," but you definitely know how to guide the conversation mm. well. And uh, how many episodes are you guys in? I'm, I should probably know this. You should probably do forty So at that much repetition, obviously, and Jeff, you're you you've been kind of staple, obviously, from the beginning. But having be, being able to kind of guide those conversations, like you know what your audience is after. Yeah. So you kind of know, mm-hmm. hey, we we need to mm-hmm. go this direction with this, you know, this interview. Yeah. Yeah. We it, it's you get a sense for it. So you can be more conversational if you get a sense for the types of things that people are going to want to hear about. How'd you get started? How'd you raise money? How do you deal with building the team? Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of challenges do you face? That sort of stuff. We and typically don't ask them what flavor ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I gotta give props to Matthew. That's why Ward, we never be too, real journalists. Um, who's kind of like kind of steered a lot of the logistics on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he's helped streamline our scheduling process mm-hmm. because because we have honestly we get we I think all three of us get emails every day every single day wanting wow. to be on the podcast. Um, and like I said, you know. Half of them probably should go to the junk folder, but um, he's kind of streamlined the process for bringing them on, getting them scheduled. And also part of that is getting some seeds of fun facts. You know, he's gotten like a kind of a questionnaire uh, of some things to kind of pull from them that we can, you know, throw out during the podcast. And, um, you know, when I... When the first, I guess, when I was still reluctant to be a part of the podcast, I would jump on it, kind of just let's have a conversation, yeah. and then you know, l- looking up the people and you know, learning what the company actually does helps sometimes. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm really glad that he and Matthew do that because a lot of times I show up and I'm like, I'm going to go for some verbal cues here to see who the hell we're talking to and what they do. But like, it does oh, make a difference. It. So right, it to does. Have, have that direction. It does. We we've talked. Ava does a lot of our podcast mm-hmm. prep too, and it. We, you don't think about it till you're sitting in front yeah. of the camera, sitting um, behind a microphone. You're like, do I know enough about you yeah, to take this to an interesting exactly. place? You know, and yep. if you're getting those requests all the time, that's probably great to have a process like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's it it super helpful. And then just um, a little seed that I've kind of learned from having a journalism background is, you know, prepping those questions, but like not trying to get too granular with those questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. like, say, if you, you, there are 15 things you want to know about a podcast guest, you know, 
don't write 15 questions, write five questions and have them lead into those yeah. other things and giving them the opportunity to kind of expound on that. And um, that one tip where I was just like, mm-hmm. more, more, <laughs> more. <laughs> <Say more. laughs> um, kind of helps too. whether, so, so you're not just like, you know, okay, question one and then question two. Yeah. Yeah. Question, you know, that kind of thing. So absolutely. that helps. Makes a little more conversation. Yeah, too. Absolutely. Our favorite always in, um, like video, um, when you're doing an interview is to ask, do you have anything else to add? Mm-hmm. And they're always like, no. And then they go into a whole yeah, like exactly. two minutes. So one thing that we've really enjoyed when we're working on, particularly on your content is the, the caliber of guests that you guys have had, but it's also the range, the, uh, creativity that you see through your guests. I mean, it's, uh, Jacob and I, Jacob does a lot of copywriting and editing and everything. And, uh, we just are always amazed with the guests that you guys bring on that are so much fun. And I think that's something that's really great yeah. about your podcast as well. So how have you built and maintained those relationships? Have you guys been able to partner with some of your guests and what they're doing or be able to collaborate with them? I'm trying to, yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Have them with a media kit. Afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Great episode. Do you want to sponsor? Yeah, exactly. There have been, there have been instances where there's been reciprocity. Yeah. So where, where we'll come on and somebody will say, well, I'm doing this. You should come do this. Or we really like what you're doing yeah. or we're going to make use of the book. So there has been that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. It, and it all starts with the conversation. Yeah, and yeah. pointing yeah. them to people that could be helpful. Exactly. You know, like pointing yeah, them yes. and like, oh, well, you ought to talk to so-and-so. You mm-hmm. know, that sort of thing. Like if you're trying to plug in to, you know, if they're trying to look for relationships in Northwest Arkansas mm-hmm. and they're not here, that sort of thing. Good yeah. example. Good example of that would be Dustin Finkel. Yeah. Okay. Pops mm-hmm. and Bubba. So, so actually another entrepreneur, um, Abby Kiefer, who had been a, a group that mm-hmm. we had helped with Red Clay Design back in the day. She's moved somewhere else. She said, this is somebody I know real well. Please introduce them to everybody you know in the area. And so we got into it a little bit with the two CPG brands he's have kind of better for you, keto compliant stuff. And and we introduced them to funds and different folks. And I was like, man, you got a really interesting story. Would you want to come on the podcast? And that happens a lot where someone will come in because we can help them with something. And then we say, you've got a story that would people would be worth, would be worth hearing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I will say even with some of the guests that you guys have plugged into in, you know, as I knock my beer over here. All right. Just one beer. That's his 13th one. It's not yeah. even two keep, o'clock. Keep, keep, it, keep it that half a case in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was like, I don't think we've ever had a beer on the podcast, but it only felt natural when we brought you, you guys. Out. Yeah. 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 Um, no, just uh, like sheets and giggles. Oh, that yeah. was a oh, phenomenal yeah. guest. Oh, yeah. And so we've been able to really plug them onto yeah. even other episodes mm-hmm. or other podcasts. Yeah. So literally. Sheets. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I bought those sheets. They're great. Oh yeah. I'm a big fan. Um, but just that, that type of building in that relationship. And I've, I've said from day one, it was terrifying for me. I just, when I started this company or even started my first podcast of like reaching out to people, it's like, nobody knows who I am. I'm a corporate guy. Like why in the world would they talk to me about entrepreneurship type stuff? Um, but taking that first step. And then all of a sudden it's like sheets and giggles are on a podcast or working with you guys. And all of a sudden they're on all these other podcasts. It just mm-hmm. only helps by just taking that first step oh, and yeah. putting yourself out there a little bit. I think even with our relationship with, um, 1 million cups, mm-hmm. it was like, I'm just, I, I just love this community. I I'm not mm-hmm. really a part, but I love what everybody's doing. Um, and then all of a sudden, and somebody told me they're like, you realize that even though you're a corporate guy, like you're in this community, like you're a part yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. right? And it's like you have a, you've been around enough that people are are looking to you, they're talking to you, they're you know referring and stuff like that. And so that only helped me 
take that jump, right? Mm-hmm. Just by being around the community. And so a lot of times the same way with guesting too. And especially with one million cups, if you're around enough, we'll put you to work. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're that still is here. True. Guess what? We got a job for you. <laughs> that is true. I think the first time I, I was like, Caleb, you know, I do some video stuff. Uh-huh. You guys ever need help? And he's like, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> can you be here tomorrow? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How early can you get here I've on Wednesday mornings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the stuff that I love too, and being able to give back to that community mm-hmm. as well. Um, even with One Million Cups, that mm-hmm. I think the Startup Junkie brand has been able to be amplified because of what you guys do to plug into the community to help promote other people. Um, it only it only helps. You're giving and obviously obviously receiving as well. So. Yeah, for those that are listening and don't know what one million cups are, could you guys explain what that is? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I usually read this off That's of the read this enough yeah. times. Uh, so one million cups is a product of the Kaufman Foundation. Um, it's an organization that are about 160 chapters across the country, uh, and the premise is uh, that these communities can come together. Uh, to provide a place for um, entrepreneurs to present their ideas, get feedback, uh, make connections and that mm-hmm. sort of thing in a constructive way versus, you know, going someplace. You're not pitching, you're presenting your yeah, idea yeah. and you're, you're doing so to get the connections you need uh, or getting the feedback like, oh, have you tried doing this or you tried doing that? And uh, so that's kind of what it is. Uh, and it's like I said, part of the Kaufman Foundation's program for entrepreneurship based out of Kansas City. Um, and there is a chapter in Bentonville. Yeah. And we're about the fourth or fifth year into it. Isn't that right? Yeah, I think about so. Five yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. I think it was two th- yeah. It, honestly, when, 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 and it wasn't us that had the idea originally, it was uh, Joe Somweber and a guy from Walmart mm-hmm. saying, you know, we need a mm-hmm. 1 million cups chapter. And we were like, oh, we don't know. I mean, holding one of these weekly, mm-hmm. it might be really hard to draw the people. And, and, but we took, we all took the risk on it. And that's been one of the more frequently followed events where there's a pretty good constituency mm-hmm. that sticks with it. And yeah. one of the, yeah. there's a, uh, what I find very interesting is there's there are always more people there in person than what we get on uh, the virtual Online, platform yeah. now, which is kind of the opposite of you everything else. Easier, you yeah. kind of, with these yeah. events, you bring in more people virtually, but people, more people, we'd have, you know, 30 to 40 people or 30 uh, people show up uh, for an in-person 1 million cups where we'll have 15 on, uh, you know, yeah. virtually. So yeah. well, it's the free coffee. The 1 million cups, I will say the 1 million cups, it's, it's of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, obviously another, another program just to be able to get to know people mm-hmm. and hear interesting things. I mean, the amount of um, people that I've presented that I've then purchased their product afterwards mm-hmm. just by them stepping out of their comfort zone, you know, and being able to stand up in front of people and present, um, obviously in a virtual world now it is, it is interesting. You and I have talked a lot about mm-hmm. that, about how to grow that. Yeah. It's like, if you want to have a, a successful presentation, here's ways to share it out mm-hmm. make sure you get your community exactly. involved. And it just, it only amplifies that. So, and I'll say kind of, um, star junkie, kind of, um, I don't know if this is right now, it's like almost like a, um, a lighthouse or, a, some sort of, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but people, you know, when we cut by just virtue of coming across, uh, 1200, 1000, 1200 people a year through consulting, you know, we come across those people and we'll say, okay, the podcast is going to be a good place for you to share yeah, your story. Absolutely. Or like you're in a position, uh, let's funnel you to 1 million cups to present yep. to get, you know, bounce some stuff off the wall, see what sticks or, you know, or, yeah. or, or game you changers. need to lead a webinar or you need to lead yep. a game changer yep. or that sort of thing. Yeah. So it kind of, um, 
uh, lighthouse? Is that where? where not Beacon? a lighthouse. Beacon, sure. Yeah, 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 uh, flagship. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking like a place where everybody comes almost, and yeah, we distribute yeah. them out. <laughs> filter? Yeah, sure. We <laughs> filter out a lot of things. We don't uh, have a filter. No filters. <laughs> no filters at all. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you guys are doing a lot of amazing things, and it sounds like you guys will continue to do so. What's next for Startup Junkie? Same as it ever was. 200,000. <laughs> Global domination. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, you know, we set a goal uh, a, a couple of years ago where he said, well, what's the vision? And the vision at the time, the five-year vision was, how do we help 10 times more innovators and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. than what we do today? Wow. Yeah. And so part of what that's precipitated, and, and actually the pandemic's amplified it, is more digital pres- presence. So all the digital library mm-hmm. stuff that Caleb is right in the middle of, and then our counterparts at the conductor are working on, that's built a huge digital library yeah. so that we, we the reach is even better. And, and I would say we're going to keep focused on that. We launched a new brand called Innovation Junkie, mm-hmm. which is aimed at kind of bringing that startup mindset to later stage companies. And that's starting to have pretty good effect and impact on nonprofits and for-profits. So it'll be more of the same. And, and along the way, I think in this new world, we'll figure out what's the right mix of online live and hybrid because the world has changed and it's never going to go back to exactly how it was. We were having conversations about how much disdain we really had for going to typical exhibition hall uh, events, you know, trade shows and all that. And it's like, I don't know that I'll ever do that again. And so I, I would say part of the vision is how do we figure out how to meet the constituent we want to serve in the way that works best for them, yeah. whether it's live, whether it's digital, whether it's hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. And to Jeff's point, um, you know, diving into that and we were really kind of, you know, forced to dive into the digital um, content. Um, but having done so, um, I'll pull, you know, we, we capture data on, on folks that sign up for our webinars and for um, our uh, digital content. And it's fascinating to see, you know, we would have a, a weekly event where, you know, it's people from the, the furthest they're coming is from, Fort Smith or Bentonville. Yeah. And then I can look and see it, the zip codes or, you know, the city of mm-hmm. activity to where they're actually plugging in and actively participating in these entrepreneurial webinars. And we'll have people from New York city, uh, you know, That's Dallas, cool. Florida, California, Dublin. I mean, yeah. uh, we um, started doing some Spanish language webinars. We had had one earlier today and just going back and looking where the people were signing up from um, Puerto Rico, Mexico city, um, wow. like San Diego, just because That's they, so cool. they, they didn't necessarily, or I'm assuming, um, I guess I could look into that. There's not, <laughs> you know, they're plugging in because the, the content's available and yeah. we're mm-hmm. making it available um, more broadly. Um, so just kind of serving um, that community. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fascinating too, in the sense of, you know, you talked about building the ecosystem, right? And it literally is drawing attention to Northwest Arkansas, which yeah. we love living here. We love this right. community. We love what has happened in the startup uh, world here. But it's also, it's like now, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden people are saying like, where are these people exactly. located? Yeah. Like yeah. Google and, they're in uh, Arkansas, yeah. you know, and that's, that's always kind of that mentality. Yeah. And so obviously being able to provide those resources, I think one of the things for us too, that the, the PPP, you know, doc, or the, the resource that you guys put mm-hmm. out for that, you guys really jumped on that as, as an opportunity. You didn't have to, but it's like, Hey, we know that our community is very confused by all of these loan, like when it's forgiven, what's not, whether stipulations. And so um, I've referred to several of those resources as well and stuff that you guys didn't necessarily have to do, but you're like, we need to obviously plug into our community. It, that was a triage 
situation where, and I've used this analogy before, where we kind of felt like emergency room doctors for small Mm -hmm. business. A report came out in right around the time that the whole world was shutting down in March. That's I think it was from business insider that said, most small businesses have 27 days of cash reserves. And the prediction was 50% of all small business and startups will be out of the game Mm. if something's not done. And so we thought, well, what can we do? Right. I mean, we, we can't write, checks to make a difference in this, what can we do? So one was we got to be really irritating the federal government and the state government (laughs) saying, get this stuff done. So there was that sort of lobbying, campaigning, pushing. And the other was once the guidance came down, making sure that it was explained in a way that people would actually understand it in a timely fashion. That was a team effort across the whole state on all the entrepreneurial support organizations. So people like Sarah Goforth and others who convene that entrepreneurial support organization working group were really central to making mm-hmm. sure that the information was getting out there and that we were all working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. That was a crazy time. I remember seeing something and maybe it was just you and I talked about this, but it was that if you searched for any kind of help with that mm-hmm. um, outside of like the normal ads and different things like that, like you guys were up in, in some of the national searches for uh, on Google for your documentation and your, yeah, your I think resources. We were right under SBA there for a while. And that's the crazy. Loan guy. Yeah. And then just to, you know, the same thing that was take or is taking place with our webinars. We were seeing that traffic come from, I think our largest traffic source was from California and then wow. Arkansas and then Florida and then Texas. So startup junkies nationwide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're like, we're kind of like radio free Europe used to be during yeah. the days of the, I mean, all these places, places are, is there somebody out there that can be hopeful in the messaging? Yeah. And yeah. I think we were, ho- we tried to be hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell them that, help people grind through and tell them that help was on the way. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. huge. That's huge. Well, thank you guys, obviously for what you've done. I love the brand, love what you guys are doing, obviously. And then congratulations on a thousand download or hundred thousand. Congratulations on a thousand downloads. It's been fantastic. You know, we're going uh, place. We're going. <laughs> yeah. We call it thousand downloads <laughs> Tuesday. <man. laughs> it's just a regular oh, day of the week. Come on now. Come thank on now. In all seriousness. So thank you. Yeah, thank and you it wouldn't all. have been possible without the, all the, the help on everything from GoRub. You guys yeah. do a fantastic job. Appreciate been that. Been great partners. Appreciate that. Checks in the mail. There, Jeff. Appreciate that. <laughs> as um, long as you're not out of beer, we're still good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are drinking rogue beer, by the way. So we saw their rogue uh, supply drop. Oh, I guess yeah. it was the case. I was like, man, this is perfect nice. for our brand, too. So shout out to Rogue. See there. a partnership in exactly. the future. <laughs> I think so. You guys are listening. Um, but no, thank you guys again so much. And we'll we'll put everything. Mm-hmm. Show notes uh, are gonna it's gonna be on our website. Go Rogue, go rogue oh. X again. I used to having a beer on the pie. This is terrible. Go RogueX.com lightweight. I'm driving them home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or Clubhouse, we have our RogueCreators.club. You can jump over there as well. We'll be be there. Yeah, that's what's next. That's what's next. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will uh, see you next week. Thanks. All right, rapid fire. Are you ready, Lauren? I am ready. Are you guys ready? I'm scared. Are. I guess. <laughs> Super Is this double jeopardy? This guy, yeah. Hey. So we got a we got a humdinger here. Oh man. What's your favorite snack? <laughs> favorite snack? Oh man. <laughs> I didn't snack. write these. Okay, okay. 
favorite snack? Favorite snack? Go. Um, I am um, big on, and Jeff mentioned it, the uh, 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 oh, the guy yeah. we had on yeah. the show. They're um, vegan, uh, gluten-free, all that. Uh, sriracha um, puffs. They're like Cheeto puffs, but they're sriracha flavor. Yeah. I actually ordered a 12-pack on Amazon when we were actually on recording the show. Nice. <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. Favorite snack after bourbon <laughs> is is the popcorn that my my wife makes. Okay, oh, call it Phyllis nice. popcorn. Phyllis popcorn. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's yeah. awesome. So next recording, she'll just have to bring some up here. So. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna go. Okay, this is timely. The Reese's peanut butter eggs. Okay, those are like my go-to. Uh, I look forward to fan. that. Yeah, Big I don't like a regular it. Reese's peanut butter cup. At the end of the day, a peanut uh, butter egg. <laughs> peanut butter egg. Give me that peanut butter. Egg. Peanut butter and chocolate. That's right. Two yeah. great things that are better together. <laughs> what about you, Lauren? Uh, Cabernet and popcorn. That's Cabernet and popcorn. You just can't. Yeah. Popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah. popcorn. So good. So good. Oh, man. All right. Let's do the second question real it's quick. It's a little bit faster. Would you rather live without TV or music? Okay. Oh. Uh, I'm going to say music. I can live without music. Yeah, I can live. With, I, I wouldn't want to. No, absolutely. But I, I guess I would choose TV. Maybe. I think mine would be TV. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. How about you, Jeff? I couldn't live without TV, yeah. but I'd cheat because CMT is on and GFC is <laughs> on TV. There we go. So I'm not giving up music. There we I'm go. I'm just going to listen to music through those the TV. channels even play music anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's you know, a reality. Probably where you tune in to watch Yellowstone or something. Yeah. 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 They awesome. used to play music. That's awesome. Well, good deal. Hey, we're out. Listen, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.